So there are two versions of uh, today's first reading from the prophet Daniel about Susanna and the seduction, basically the, the, the temptation that these uh, men fell into seeing her beauty and then wanting to possess that beauty for themselves. As it says here, at midday when everyone had gone, Susanna used to take a walk in her husband's garden. So she's a married woman. Uh, the two elders used to watch her every day. And as she came in to take her walk, they gradually began to desire her. They threw reason aside, making no effort to turn their eyes to heaven, forgetting its demands for virtue. So they waited for a favorable moment. And one day, Susanna came in as usual, accompanied by her two maidservants. The day was hot and she wanted to bathe. There was no one except the two elders there, spying on her from their hiding place. She said to the servants, bring me some oil and balsam, and shut the door of the garden while I bathe. Hardly were the servants gone, and the two elders came to her and said, Look, the garden door is shut. No one can see us. We want to have you. So give in and let us refuse, and we will give evidence that a young man was here with you. So that's it. They, they had her cornered. They say, either we want to have you. What an awful expression. We want to have you. Either give yourself to us, or we will say that there was a man in here in this garden with you and therefore you've committed adultery so that's why this reading is paired with the woman caught in adultery and she chooses not to and they bring this this accusation against her which would have resulted in her being stoned to death so it's there's a there's there's two issues which i hope we can get through to, uh, to tonight um one the issue of of beauty and seduction and then the other uh, that, that, that of God's mercy so I, we've, we've said this before a couple of times here but I think it's so important for us to, to correctly understand beauty and what beauty is about beauty is a quality of God so beauty is something good it is a good thing it is something desired by God it's something that God creates in creation in people uh, in a sunset in a newborn child even in uh, a virtue-filled old person. You know what I mean? A person who's, who's like these, just these grannies that, like, yeah, uh, that are just wonderful, wonderful people to be around. You know, there's, there's, there's beauty in them. There's beauty in them. Today's world understands beauty as linked with seduction. So beauty is there to seduce. Beauty is there uh, so that it gives you power. And even some of our our students here, some of our, our, our girls here, like they, they've told me of their, their experiences. Some of them are, you know, been graced with the, with the gift of, of good looks. But there was one who told me, she said, when I go, and she wasn't boasting, she said, when I go out, when I go to a pub, before I get to the table, there'll be three or four drinks there bought for me by lads in the pub, you know? She said, when she goes out, she can go out with 10 euro. All of her drinks will be bought for her, her entrance into the nightclub will be bought for her, and her food afterwards will be bought for her by lads who just want to impress her you know so now if their intentions are good that's not even that bad a thing kind of uh but what are their intentions that's just it what are their intentions and how do they see beauty do they see her beauty as something they want to possess for themselves or do they see it as as an invitation to love so is this beauty an invitation to lust or is it an invitation to lust to, to, to love and that's that's the confusion in today's world because so often beauty is seen that you, you you accentuate and exaggerate your beauty to increase the desire to lust and that's just again say typically demonic to take something good and beautiful 
and turn it the wrong way around, turn it upside down, pervert it in some way. So then it's no, no longer about beauty being an invitation to love. You know, when a, a man sees a, beautiful, a woman that he finds attractive and he wants to show her that he finds her attractive, that he likes her. He asks her to dance. He asks her out. He obviously has to see her before he talks to her. You can't kind of walk over to a girl with your eyes closed, have a conversation with your eyes closed, and then see what she looks like afterwards. You, kind of, you see her first. That's just nature. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. So, you know, you see the person first, you ask them to dance, then you get to know them a little better, ask them for a second date, whatever it may be, so on and so forth. It, but it starts with that initial, you see them. So, you like them, you find them attractive. Not sinful. Not sinful. The sin becomes when, like, like it says in the, in, in the reading, I want that person for me, but like in, in terms of a possession, or maybe even worse, I want that person for today, for tonight. That's just horrendous. I want to use them and end a story. This is what we saw in, 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 in today's reading. Just that, that, that sinister uh, use of a person. St. John Paul II famously said, he said, what's the opposite? The opposite to, to, to love isn't hatred. The opposite to love is use, that you use another person. We were talking today about a, a very exclusive uh, hotel in our region around here, uh, which some of us visit, some, some, of us, some people visited, and uh, five-star hotel and so on. And like everything, it's, everything is pristine, and there are you know, beautiful lights lining the way in, and the courtyard isn't just you know, um, limestone, it's like what you would use inside a house. The flooring outside the car park is floored like, like the inside of, of, of a house. Uh, it's immaculate, everything is perfect, and the bellboys and everything everywhere. And we're just imagining, like, you know, if there was a wedding there, how much it would cost to rent that place for a day, considering a couple of coffees and a schoon costs you 45 euro. Um, how much it would cost then for like a three, four course meal for 200 guests, like we're talking, hundreds of thousands. But the thought just came to me, I, I've been at one or two of those weddings, not in that particular place, but at those caliber, those level of, of weddings. And something which always strikes me is that a couple like that, a couple who comes from, obviously they'd have to come from a wealthy background, that marriage will only survive if they can love the other person more than they love themselves. If they can love that other person more than they love their money. If they can love that other person more than they love their career. Otherwise, regardless of how much was spent on the day, that will not keep the marriage together. It won't. So they can have be, be the stunningly beautiful couple who've all have had all of their plastic surgeries and tucks and personal trainers and so on and so forth. Um, absolutely no guarantee that they last six months. None at all. Because beauty should be an invitation to love, and love is selfless. Love is self-giving. Love wants the best, the, wants the good of the other. Love empties itself for good, for the good of the other. Love does not want to possess another person. So this lady then is is accused, and found then by Daniel uh, that she's accused wrongly, and the same punishment that would have fallen on Susanna then falls on them. So this invitation, the beauty of this woman, this married woman, should have been an invitation to love. And they perverted it and turned it into an invitation to lust. This lady then caught in adultery in the gospel. She was guilty, and the, the, the gospel makes no bones about it, and makes no attempt at all to hide the fact she was caught in the act of adultery. So she's guilty. 
and they're setting up Jesus. If Jesus says, let her go free, then he doesn't care about the law. If Jesus says, stone her, he's responsible for her death. So, again, there's this, there's this woman, a beautiful woman, we imagine, considering the, the, the readings are paired this way, and she's caught in the act of adultery. So she is, she is guilty. And we don't know what Jesus wrote on the ground when he, when he knelt down and started writing on the sand. The only words that he wrote, by the way, he didn't, Jesus didn't write any of the Gospels. He wrote these words on sand. We don't know exactly what, what he wrote, but it seems quite likely that he was writing the sins of people. So Jesus bent down and sat writing on the ground with his finger. But they persisted with their question. You know, what should we do? Can we stone her or not? What do you say? And he says, if there was one of you who has not sinned, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. So it seems quite likely that he may have been writing various sins on the ground. And then one by one, all of the men ready there with their stones to stone this, this lady, drop them and leave, beginning with the eldest. So here we see a guilty one before the Lord who sees mercy face to face. And the, the, the beauty of this woman is obviously is no temptation to, to Jesus because he sees beauty for what it's supposed to be, an invitation to love. So what does he do? He, he loves her. Where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir. Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Every beautiful person, every beautiful creation invites us to love. And love is self-giving. Love is self-effacing. It's, not, it's, not, it's never at the possession of the other. When Jesus sees us, he sees us as beautiful. And this, for him, is this invitation to, to elevate us, to give his life for us. This is how worthy we are in his sight. So we ask the Lord today for the purification of our own minds and hearts. And let's, let's just aim big. We need the purification of society, purification of our culture. That beauty, again, will be understood for, for what it's supposed to be, an invitation to love an invitation to sacrifice oneself for the beloved. This is how God loves. This is how Jesus loves. This is how love in, in, in marriage is supposed to be. It's how a priest is supposed to love. So we ask the Lord for, for a rediscovery of this, this form of love, this disinterested, self-giving love, and that all that is beautiful we will see as an invitation to love. Amen. So dear brothers and sisters, I'd just like to take this opportunity to thank you all for joining us on YouTube or on Paving the Way Home or on Spotify, wherever you've listened to these homilies. Thank you so much for being part of our mission and for continuing to support our mission. It was a great gift that during lockdown uh, we could branch out or broaden uh, our, our outreach so much uh, through technology. So it was, that's been a wonderful privilege and honour. Uh, I'd ask two things, if I may. <clears throat> One that we'd really appreciate your prayers for our mission. So we have our young people here with us this year, 
and then there are also there's a youth ministry, family ministry, and hopefully in the near future, men's ministry, which we hope to engage in. So we'll ask for your prayers for uh, all of those outreaches. And if you feel that the Lord is calling you to support us also financially, uh, we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Uh, running a place like this is, is not cheap, and uh, we do need uh, benefactors' help to, to keep the show on the road and to keep our doors open and to keep this place of formation uh, alive for uh, the young people that come to us. We have opened our applications for next year as well. So if you know anybody who might like to apply, they can do so through our website, holyfamilymission.ie. And also, if you'd like to make any donations, you can do so through our website, holyfamilymission.ie, or send us an email if you'd like to uh, arrange some other form of donation. But we would be greatly, greatly appreciative of any support that you can give us uh, through your prayer and through your financial support. All right. So God bless, and we're praying for you here in Holy Family.